Story Club is a national storytelling performance group. Story Club was founded in Chicago in 2009 by Dana Norris. In the past decade, Story Club has expanded to more than half a dozen cities, including Boston, Minneapolis, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. CNM was thrilled to bring Story Club to New Mexico in the spring semester of 2022. Students in the Department of Theater and Dance wrote, workshopped, and performed their own nonfiction stories for this seven-episode podcast series. Enjoy the show! The Blind Date by Kevin Dixon I should have said something, something smart and witty, or at the very least clever, but I sat at the table pretending to be engaged as the strange woman rambled on about her job and how she ended up in Albuquerque. I truly was interested in her and what she had to say, but I was too preoccupied trying to think of the perfect reply and some smooth segue into deeper conversation to pay any attention to her telling of wild escapades in Costa Rica, or was it Panama? I was a cool and sophisticated bachelor having dinner in an elegant restaurant with a pretty lady in a crimson dress, but under so much pressure to look like I was not stressed at all, I could not utter a word. Now, I convince and persuade people for a living. Talking effectively, stress or not, is my thing. Proudly hang competent communicator awards above my desk. However, this was a blind date. Let me back up. After a year of only first dates and only a few recent disasters, I was finally going on a date with someone with whom there was a real possibility of making a connection. The best chance so far because it was arranged by a high-priced professional matchmaker. Hers, not mine. After much anticipation and a long, lousy day at work, I raced in a mad dash to get to the date on time. There I waited and waited for her arrival. Then ordering another drink from the bar, I was beginning to think it was an elaborate joke because this blind date had been set up many weeks prior, forcing me to wait to meet this magical unicorn woman from exotic lands far beyond my humble Albuquerque. A lot had happened in those three weeks, and my mind was now swimming in worry and distraction rather than clever stories to charm my new potential future ex-wife. Distractions like the fact that today is Valentine's Day, as if there isn't enough pressure on first dates during regular weekdays. Also, the very next day, I would be walking my beautiful daughter down the aisle, a wedding of which I cannot begin to tell my issues over, hand her over to my new loser son-in-law, and sit down with two of my ex-wives and ex-in-laws. Yet, so far, 30 minutes or four or so countries into the conversation, the date seemed to be going well. She was still talking. Although, there was the issue about her not eating anything, and you know what that means on a date. So I poured more wine in the hopes that it would loosen up my tongue and maybe slow hers down a little. Talking to people you don't know is easy. You ask questions to learn what their interests are and then connect it to one of your own experiences and keep going until you find out what drives them and what their dreams and aspirations are, and with some luck and imagination, They might just align with your own and a relationship starts to form. All I needed to do now was open my mouth. She touched my arm conversationally, jolting me back to reality. So I checked my watch. Wow, I was doing good. The last four dates hadn't lasted this long. So with new confidence, I interjected with a serious look and finally said, Hmm, tell me more about that. That does not count as saying something. What was wrong with me? I mean, I liked this girl, and I had really wanted the date to go somewhere. A voice inside me yelled, Make a pitch! You can't close the deal without making a pitch! But it was too late. 
I had just reminded myself about a recent disaster first date, the one who called it off early because I was a lot older than she thought, and she was noticeably older than this pretty lady that's talking to me. I noticed her skin looked so very nice, and she wasn't even wearing any makeup, no Botox or other fakeness either. She was definitely not from around here. Only momentarily distracted, I continued the conversation in my head instead of engaging in the one that was in front of me. I thought how she would not be impressed by my turning 50 that week, and how I felt I would be surrendering to the downward spiral towards... Then I remembered the reason I was on the date was hope for a fresh start with someone who could share my ambitious ideas for a big mixed family. Surely anything said about that would be date suicide. So I tried to think of something to say that wouldn't date myself or indicate that I really wanted more kids. See, I already had a few, but I want lots of children. Mostly because I am much better at being a dad than a husband. Just ask any of their mothers. So I'm still sitting there. I really needed to say something. She was bound to think I was a creeper, or worse, bored. I just gave a nod and poured another glass of wine. At least the wine was good. I really like good wine. She was drinking it down, too, so we had that in common. Now I was thinking, I could talk about all the wines that I like. I love craft beer, too, and I really enjoy some whiskey. I should order some cocktails. Luckily, I decided that would be a bad idea to discuss booze because I already sounded kind of alcoholic-y when I ordered the wine. Mentally chastising myself, I tried to get it together, reminding myself that you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. I thought, go basic. Talk about anything fun or nice, like pets. Oh, shit! Right then my brain hit the brakes. My alluring companion with the dark curly hair was telling me about the time she almost was eaten by a dog and how she is scared to death of and hates all. Damn, I cursed to myself as I slid my phone back into my coat pocket with all the unviewable photos of my adorable puppy. A couple of beats later, I finally recognized an opening. She works with kids, and I thought, hey, I got those. She must like kids, and I have the super cutest grandbaby that she will just love, except that makes me a grandpa. And that was exactly why another first date walked out after the salad course, because she didn't want to be anyone's grandma. And that bitch wasn't any younger than me. So with everything to lose, unless I could make a connection, I sat there, looking at her, speechless. She could have the same conversation with a goldfish in a bowl sitting at the table. I was so tired, exhausted under the stress of a million other worries, that I couldn't focus on that one, the only one that mattered at the time. The only situation that had the possibility, though extremely slim at the start and rapidly declining, of changing my future, blazing a path to destinations unknown. Finally, contact with another human not part of my social community. Not a friend of a friend or someone I went to school with or worked with or is from church. And I, the competent communicator, was stammering for ideas, at a loss for words. After an eternity of avoiding and indecision, the date had ended. I should have said something, but I didn't. I had the opportunity all evening, and now it had passed. She was so sweet and persevered through the night, she let us hug out our goodbye. And maybe she saw something in me because she hesitated. So I wrote my phone number on the wine cork and handed it to her as she left. 
An hour later, she texted, Thanks for meeting me. I called her and apologized, explained that I was preoccupied with the wedding and tired from work and offered a do-over lunch the next day. She said yes. Turns out she only texted me because she thought the cork thing was charming. Over lunch, I listened to her stories and said everything I should have said the night before. Of all the opportunities that I've messed up, this was almost tragic. I was so in my head and feelings that with everything set up for me to succeed, I missed out on that first date because I wasn't present. I never needed to say the perfect thing. I only really needed to listen and show her I cared about being there with her. I was truly fortunate to grab that tiny bit of attention at the very end. I got my second chance. It taught me to cherish moments no matter what I may be enduring at the time.